When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Right now. NHL talk coming up. I, I just love this. There's more teams that need goalies than there are free agent available goalies. How about that? So the market goes, boop, it's just like houses. And uh, as a member of the goalie union, I, I'm here for it. You go, guys. Soak them while you can. Spicy. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world. Welcome to the RP Show. It's hour two of episode number 798 of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. We're alive on the Game Plus television network, but also YouTube live and live streaming audio from Grey Eagle Resort and Casino, the stage bar. This is our 15th week here at Calgary's entertainment destination, and uh, it's been a ton of fun. And listen, I'm going to tell uh, the viewers and fans, we do have breaking news. I moved my bell. We have breaking news. The Toronto Blue Jays have fired manager Charlie Montoyo. They tried to sneak that in on NHL free agency day, but we weren't fooled. Jays, despite winning last night 4-3 over the Phillies, are, uh, have a new manager. John Schneider will be on the bench tonight when the Phillies and Jays close out their two-game set. We'll talk CFL a little later, but last hour we already played deal or no deal as week six kicks off Thursday night, Edmonton at Montreal. I should mention our poll question today. Vote on it now for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, which is... Canada's Game of the Week in the Canadian Football League. Thursday's Edmonton at Montreal Showdown. Friday's Calgary at Winnipeg Unbeaten Team Showdown. Or the Saturday doubleheader Touchdown Atlantic. Saskatchewan versus Toronto in Nova Scotia. Or Ottawa at Hamilton. Running away with a pole, it's Calgary at Winnipeg. But you can vote on that on YouTube and Twitter over the next 24 hours. But it is NHL Free Agency Day. We welcome to the program Tim Hunter. 815 NHL games. 3,146 penalty minutes. And a Stanley Cup with the Flames. And to our viewers, we're doing something a little new here. You may or may not notice, but it's a two-shot, as we say. They say they like it, Tim Hunter. Maybe it's just the hat they like. I don't know, but welcome to the show. Oh, always, always a pleasure to be here. It's, uh, it's fun to talk uh, sports and uh, have a few laughs. It is, absolutely. And I said to Tim, he was sitting down here in front of the bar in the break, I said, how many cowboy outfits you got? You can't live here and not have some, I guess, eh? No, and it's an accumulation of over the years, and I always try to you know, find a hat here or there, and I ride with uh, my buddy at his ranch, so I always have to have a hat on, uh, you know, got to look the part. I'm city slickers for sure, but uh, uh, you go to the rodeo, you go to the chuck wagons, you go to stampede breakfasts, you go to uh, stampede dinners, you, you got to dress the part, and I thought, you know, I'm coming over here this morning, I'm, I'm putting my hat and my, my jeans, my boots, my buckle, and my shirt on. Looks great, fit right in. I, uh, 
My hat's around here somewhere. Lee's snapping photos. You wait. I'll put my hat on after <laughs> later. But uh, hey, uh, sit and talk to you for hours, and we'll get to all these signings, man. But TSN.ca does, just does a real nice job of tracking them. Bing, 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 bing. It's going crazy here today. But you are no stranger to Gray Eagle, right? You've uh, come down. You're friends with the staff and stuff. They love you here. Although that one guy did lip you off the one time when you came in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're oiler fans. I said, yeah, I used to beat you guys up at will. Uh, <laughs> right. No, and it's, they, do, they yeah. do treat us great here. And, and just take, for instance, the Cody Snyder bull busting event. What an event here at the casino. Uh, the before party, all the all the food trucks, and just the stage and everything. How intimate was at the uh, event, and then the after party, fun. Uh, they treat the corporate people unbelievable, and all the all us uh, common folk in the middle. <laughs> it was fun. We danced and uh, signed a few autographs, took a few pictures with people, and had a great time. Um, I really thank Cody for that. Cody asked me for Tim's number. I looked, lined you guys up. I didn't think he was going to make you the star of the show. You had yelled, you were in the ring. Yeah, you know, it was funny, and just before we were going in to get on, uh, go on camera, um, the guy was ready to open the door for us to walk in, and the bull hadn't left the ring from the last ride, and it was coming right towards the corner, and I was going, that would be great, me, me opening the door and walking into this guy. Uh, bingo. So I was, uh, those guys are pros, and uh, they do a great job, and it was fun to be part of. You're a heck of a show. Thanks for helping them out, by the way. Let's go no further than Johnny Gaudreau, because I'm somewhat new to this city, although it's been four or five months. I just, they're in mourning today, Tim, that Johnny Gaudreau's gone. How long will this last? Well, you're going to have to move on. You might have seen some of it coming, but uh, people fell in love with this guy, and especially the year that the team had and that the player had, um, you know, just his numbers and the things that that line did. Very special. It's going to be hard to replace him, but... uh, you know, um, Brad and his staff do a heck of a job here, and I'm sure they have a plan B and a plan C in place, and they'll work towards that and uh, keep the Flames competitive and all in line with, you know, the salary cap. It's a hard thing to manage, and you have to put put pieces in place that fit in the right slots, and uh, that's a big hole, but uh, I'm sure they'll, uh, they'll find a good player to fit in there. There's lots still left... Uh, on the docket, uh, you know, you look at a guy like Palat in Tampa, what a player he is, and he's on the upswing as well. So, yeah, um, that's the, the, the thing with the, the way the, the collective bargaining agreement works. These players have a right to move, a right to do what they want, a right to live close to their family in Goudreau's case, and, and uh, yeah, you deal with it and move on. Well, plus they've got $10 million to play with if what we heard they offered by the end, right? <laughs> There's a lot of money left available, but listen, I... We in society tend to be prisoners of the moment, right? Like, I look at this a little bit and say, I don't ever remember a Flames player leaving that affected, gutted this fan base. You're from here. You played, what, 11 years here, right? To see Brad Tree living in the media, he was gutted. Yeah, no, no. And that's, you try and, and you know, you, and the, they're, there's, they have so much class and integrity here in the way they deal with their people. And it's, it's people you're dealing with, not just numbers. And they weren't just dealing with a number. Well, here's your number. And, you know, they tried and tried and tried and uh, because they know the fans really love him. So that's the tough part. But uh, at the end of the day, you still have to ice a hockey a team that's competitive. And the positives are, yeah, they do have $10 million or they're about to deal with. There's other pay- players available. And like 
You know, I was always told when I was a hockey player, hockey players are renewable resources. There's more where they came from. Who told you that? Al a McNeil. GM. Yeah, GM, right. Al, exactly. Well, it's true, but there's not a lot of Johnny Gaudreau's <laughs> out there. Look at this. All the people showing up now that Tim Hunter showed up here. This is great. You probably can't see him because the lights are so bright. But as you know, I also worked him as a full-time recovery coach in mental health and uh, addiction recovery. And I know the stages of grief, it will turn to anger at some point with a lot of Flames fans with Johnny Gaudreau. And I did the numbers this morning. I didn't see this anywhere. Regular season, he was 1.01 points per game. 1.01 points per game, regular season. Playoffs, 0.78. Is it mean of me to point out that he was not a playoff performer? Well, you got a lot more kicks at the cat uh, during the regular season than you do in playoffs. His ratio to playoff games, yeah, it's different. Uh, but, you know, you're, you're in maybe two uh, game, two, two series. Uh, maybe he's been into f- maybe five playoff series, six playoff series, compared to the number of games he's played. So it's it's different. Your best players aren't always going to score in the playoffs, and everything's different in the playoffs as far as intensity, defensive. Everyone's playing harder, better every shift. There's no there's no moments where you uh, catch a team uh, napping in the playoffs. So you are in this hockey community in this town and. What I've heard in the last 12 hours is, you know, who do they go to next? You mentioned Palat. Kadri's the name that's come up. They were kicking around Malkin for a while, but he's re-signed with Pittsburgh, as you saw. Yeah, and Nas, you know, I, I coached him in Toronto. We had them, we drafted him when we were there with Ron Wilson and had him as a young player. I really like him. He's a, he's a competitive kid. Yeah, he had his issues and all, and that's a st- stage of growth with players, you know. Some of the stuff he did uh, in games, suspensions, but uh, the bottom line is he's a winner. He knows how to compete, and that's one of the number one things you want in a player is that level of compete. And he sure showed it in the playoffs, coming back and playing with his uh, with his injured thumb. So, how vastly can you improve your team in free agency? For instance, I don't know how much you're tracking this, but look at Ottawa. They got a goalie now in Cam Talbot. They have signed Claude Giroux today. And Barney, Matthew Barnaby, was just on last hour saying this will catapult Ottawa. By how much, who knows? But could you go from a non-playoff team to a playoff team in the, this week? Well, you sure can. But it didn't, it's not just that, you know, they've got a pretty good core they've been building on in Ottawa. And you add a few pieces. That, and you look at the Rangers, how fast they did their rebuild. But it was Panarin adding a few pieces and the maturity of uh, some other guys. So, um yeah, it's you're you're only two or three pieces away, and Calgary will be the same thing. Um, it's a matter of whether they do it now or they do it uh, during the season. Alex it another addition by Ottawa. So it's like they've served notice here that they mean business. They sure have, and uh, Montreal as well, getting Doc and making the moves they made. So they're not looking for a long rebuild in Montreal. They want to turn it around quick, and that's the the model was the Rangers, which. Their president was the Rangers general manager, Gorton. So uh, that's the, the, their modus operandi in Montreal. Is he... Uh, so interesting you mentioned that because you don't hear his name. Kent Hughes is the guy doing the interviews, right? Was that a co-GM thing there got in Montreal? Well, it always is. You know, the president's, you know, uh, he's, he hires the general manager and, you know, it's... it's this is a team, and then they are a team together. So, but that's the idea. That's why Montreal went after Gordon because he knows the ins and outs. He did a good job in doing it in New York and was fired in New York for a bunch of different reasons. But now he's in Montreal, and that's their 
their goal. And, and you know, other teams do it differently. Look, Seattle's in for the long haul. They're going to draft and develop their own players and, and develop their own team over long, the long haul. And then you got a team like Vegas, the route they go. Um, so um, some of these teams, when it, if it doesn't go well, it's going to be ugly in the end because they're going to be left with a lot of contracts and a lot of money. You know, it's interesting. I think Vegas right now is probably happy that they are in a non-traditional hockey market with what's going on because I feel like the only people talking about Vegas are the hockey people. Like, it's when you say the route that they've gone, what route have they gone? Now they miss the playoffs and changing coaches every year. Yeah, yeah, that, that, really interesting. And you're right. If it was Vancouver, Calgary, I mean, a lot more scrutiny. Yeah, or New York or, you know, one of the uh, original yeah. six cities. You know, in Chicago, uh, boy, it's going to be interesting what happens with Kane and Taves. And I don't know about Jones, but he's probably in their rebuild plan for long term because he's younger than those two guys. Well, you won a Stanley Cup in the middle of your career. And I just look at how these players, like, what do you owe a player, man? Like in Chicago, you know, if this is Dave Poulin was on here yesterday and Pooley said, if you're Chicago, they got rid of Doc. He compared it to Patrick Kane that he couldn't play with Patrick Kane. Their styles, and I thought if I got to pick between the two, I'm picking Kirby Doc. He's 21. You won three Stanley Cups with Patrick Kane. How long do you need to tip, tiptoe around Patrick Kane? I know he's your captain and stuff, but at some point, you need to move on, don't you? Yeah, that's a good question, and it's all with you know organizations from the top down. You know, you have these franchise players, the players that are are the face of a franchise, and for years in Chicago. They have the same people, and now your 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 next level of people after their their rebuild is Kane and Taves. And so, how long do they live with them? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. And everyone has their own idea of of um, of royal uh, loyalty. loyalty. Yeah, and uh, maybe that's their loyalty 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 to uh, Kane and Taves. Seems like they've. <clears throat> that's admirable. It seems like they've been very loyal to them. But I, I'm sure you saw in the news, Scotty Bowman has now left the Blackhawks as a, whatever he was, senior advisor. And it just looks like they are literally, if you're going to start over, start over and, and move those guys. That's all that I'm saying. Yeah, no, no question. Uh, Scotty's not a young guy. He's got a lot of great hockey knowledge, and they just want their own people. Uh, look at the Sharks. Mike Greer went in there. Um, J- Doug Wilson Jr., which is Doug senior's boy was director of scouting now he's not there anymore so start to get your own people the own people you trust your own the people that share the same ideals and that's just the way the business world and the hockey world works well and the other thing is was malkin i mean honestly tim is i feel like it's just you and me shooting the breeze forget about the camera thing here right just but malkin was upset that the penguins made Latang a priority he was told that i don't even think that's a rumor right so he's gonna leave and now they brought him back as a, f- a four-year deal last night. But it's like, he goes, I want to win. You've already won three Stanley Cups, is my point. You've been that older guy. Yeah, oh, know? for sure. And I was the older guy here in Calgary and was left available in the expansion draft. But there, there, there's their loyalty. And, and you know, um, Ron Hextall and Brian Burke, they have that group, that core that have won. And... I'm sure Sydney uh, has a lot to say yeah. about uh, some of this. I mean, they'd be fools not to talk to him about it because you don't want to make him upset. So, you know, Malkin's, uh, he'd been, been hurt in the past a little bit, so he hasn't played to his abilities in the last little while. But 
you know, with, with that group and add some more pieces, they're still competitive, and that's what they want to try to remain as competitive. Stanley Cup champion and uh, NHL veteran Tim Hunter is with us here at Great Eagle Resort and Casino. Those are all my questions. I will turn it over to the viewers when we return. We've got a sports update coming up along with Alan May of NBC Sports Network out of Washington. He'll give the Capitals breakdown on what's happened there. We'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV Network. We're live streaming on YouTube, and you can always catch the podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including Apple, Amazon, Google, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It's the RP Show, live from Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, just steps away from the Calgary Stampede, where it is day six. And speaking of Alberta, we have to say it again. Where's my bell? Gear up, Alberta. The World Juniors are back in Edmonton this summer from August 9th to the 20th. Single game tickets from $40. They're on sale now at HockeyCanada.ca. But right now, we're asking you to text... World Juniors, all caps, to the number you see on the screen, 902-518-3033. We'll be drawing every Friday between now and the World Juniors for uh, two pairs of tickets to come up and join us at Rogers Place. We will be broadcasting live from Rogers Place. And by the way, breaking news, on this Wednesday, the Toronto Blue Jays have fired manager Charlie Montoyo. He'll be replaced by bench coach John Schneider for the rest of the season. The Blue Jays made the announcement this afternoon. Charlie's the third manager to be fired this season across Major League Baseball, joining Phillies Joe Girardi and the Angels Joe Madden. Montoyo, career 236 and 236 over four years with the Toronto Blue Jays. This sports update is brought to you by Ballers Rec Room, your official home of slow pitch, open Wednesday to Sunday, and Red Bull Canada. We have uh, with us Tim Hunter, Stanley Cup champion and uh, NHL veteran on this NHL free agent frenzy. You know, I... I got to ask you some of the questions, and you heard me asking Matthew Barnaby these last hour. How much of these deals are done days in advance? Like, you know, I'm a 20-year CFL guy. We used to call it tampering, yet everybody did it. You weren't supposed to be able to talk before free agency. It seems to me like some of this has been going on. Well, they do have a period of time where you can talk to the players, and then, then you, the cutoff date, and then you, you make your decision on where you're going. So... Um, yeah, a lot of players, and they, it's all the agents that uh, do all the talking for the players. The players, you know, they talk to general managers. What's your interest? What's your term? Uh, what sort of geography are you looking for? Um, and they kind of get a rough idea where things are headed. And, you know, I'm sure they got to a point where, say, Gaudreau decided that he wasn't going to live in Alberta. He wanted to live closer to his family. Um, now it's, okay, where? And what's the right fit for family, for, you know, everything, the chance to win, for him to prosper, right? So, yeah. and the groundwork starts, um, you know, and how much of it's tampering, but a lot of it's, yeah, it, it happens well in advance. You know, even, you know, going in the expansion draft for me back in the day in 91, I knew I was not really going to be a Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, I, that became pretty clear. So 
you know, and then going to Vancouver. I'm on waivers from Quebec, and teams know I'm on waivers, so they're calling to talk to my agent. So where does he prefer to go? And then so I end up going to Vancouver and uh, had a great uh, four and a half years and signed a contract. But but you know, you're the the big part of the business is your agency and making sure they they know your wants and needs and and they go out and do their best job to fulfill those. By the way, I'm not arguing, or sorry, not ignoring you. I'm looking at the viewer comments here, and uh, Brad Kulak has re-upped with the Edmonton Oilers, so that's uh, very exciting for the Oilers. They wanted to get that done. But you just when you said you went to Tampa Bay in the expansion draft, well, I got a lot of viewers in Florida where you know I spent half the year, and with all due respect, they believe hockey started when the NHL showed up in Florida, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. What was it like going to Tampa Bay in 1991 as a complete... Not scorched earth, but a blank canvas, I guess. Hockey would be a rumor down there. Yeah, it would have, well, for me, it would have been fun. You know, I've lived my whole, played my whole career in Calgary, and now to go to Florida and play a few years, because, you know, at 31, everyone said, yo, he's him when his career is over. And I played uh, six more years after that. Good so, years. Yeah. Would, yeah, it would have been fun. And uh, we had family down there, and uh, it would have been just terrific. And then, so we go to Tampa, and the next day we go to Quebec. And in five months, we're back, we're in Vancouver. So that was a whirlwind, I'll tell you. But, you know, um, when you're a hockey player or a coach in hockey, you know there's going to be a moving truck in the driveway one day. Mm-hmm. Well, I just think about, I can't imagine Florida as a hockey market then. Because even now, when the teams are winning, the rink's full. You see that with the Lightning and obviously the Panthers this year, and they got a great team. There's not a whole lot they need to do to their roster, by the way. Are you following what the Panthers are doing in GM Bill Zito? It's not a lot they got to do. And they got a real good coach, a guy that's fresh, a guy that's on the ball, um, good people person, knows the game. Uh, they'll do really well with Paul Maurice. And, you know, again, you can't count out Tampa as well because How they'll, could you? they'll yeah. make a few adjustments, and, and they still have the best goalie in hockey, so you, you can't argue with that. By the way, our producer Clark is all over the uh, NHL signings as the day rolls along. Breaking these lightning have extended Mikhail Sergachev, eight years, $8.5 million per year. Anthony Sorelli, eight years, $6.5 million. But, you know, you talked about Palat, who clearly, from what I can see, is still out there. That Blake Coleman signing for the Flames worked out pretty good. I'm not saying Palat will be the next Johnny Gaudreau, but Coleman made a nice move from Tampa to Calgary. And yeah, he would fit in well here. You know, I know he could play under Daryl Sutter, his style, the type of player he is. He would, he would fit in well in this uh, in this uh, division. So uh, we'll see. Uh, yeah, like I said, there's lots of options. It's it's what's the right fit for the player and the and the person and the team. Hey, Chris is watching on Game Plus Television from Surrey, BC, and he says, "Can Tim share a funny?" Interesting story from the 94 Stanley Cup Finals. I'm a big Canucks fan, says Chris in Surrey, B.C. You got a lot? You're You're trying to pick one. Well, you know that my favorite story, just, it just became my favorite story because I didn't know it. And when you're, when you're playing another team in the playoffs, you think you're banged up. Well, they're just as banged up. You think your team has injuries. Well, they have injuries. And you think you're under pressure. Well, they're under pressure. So I was listening to Mark Messier. He was in town at a luncheon talking, and him and Glenn Healy, and they played on that team. 
Eels was just the backup goalie behind Mike Richter, and Mark was a huge part of it. But so we win in Vancouver. We win game five. We win game six. And now the series tied three apiece going back to New York. And, you know, we're just like not, you know, we're, we don't have the swagger and the confidence that the Edmonton Oilers, New York Rangers have. They have all those Oilers and, you know, you know they, have, they, they have this, this machine. We're just this little train that could, and we're getting better and better. But we had, we had some good pieces. But so we're going, we're going, we're excited to go to New York and, hey, game seven, who, whoever thought we'd even be here. But the Rangers, they're going home, and Mike Keenan wanted to take the team to Lake Placid and get them out of town, out of the spotlight, away from all the media, and do something different because they lost two games in a row. And Mark Messier said he, he told Keenan, not happening. Not happening, pal. We are not going in. We're going back to um, Manhattan. We're going to go through our routine. We're going to practice on our day off. Now, if we had played the next day after game six, we would have beat them because they were all in this turmoil because they were panicking. So they go back. Instead of going to Lake Placid, they go back to Manhattan. They practice game day, game seven, and they came. Ah, yeah, they, they, they beat us by a goal. But uh, it was, they were in full panic. And if you had only known that, You'd have been happy if they'd gone to Lake Placid. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. So it's those little things that you, you just never know how close you are and how, uh, and you always feel, well, we're banged up. We're t- what we had traveled 75,000 miles. They, I think they traveled 7,500 miles. So it was oh, yeah. a big difference between yeah. our teams and them. But how, how funny it is to see the panic in the, in the Rangers' uh, uh, eyes. So I'm, I apologize for cutting you off. So you're saying you didn't know that until Messier brought that up at the luncheon? Is that I didn't, no idea. No idea. So we just, yeah, just like, wow. And, and so it's sharing those stories. And, and the theme of, like, he just came out with a new book, No One Wins Alone. And I've read it. And, and it's all about leadership and how he's led. And, and it started through his dad and some of the people that he played with and were coached by along the way. And, uh, you know, here's a, here's a leader overruling the leader. <laughs> the captain saying to the coach, not happening. We are not doing this. And the whole team, he told them, they, they just said, yeah, we're, we're sticking to the status quo. We're not changing. It's, it's pretty interesting. And, and that's how powerful of a leadership uh, person he is. Leaders born or made? Well, you know, it's character, and you build character through time, through failing and succeeding, setbacks, tough times. And, you know, Mark was a young guy and got to play with some great players and be around great people and started with his dad, his parents, his family, his brothers, sisters. So I don't think leaders are really born, but I think... Leadership is all about character, you know, and character is what you do when nobody's looking. And, and uh, he's just found that how important it was. And he talked about, you know, being a captain. Like, what's, a cap, what's, what's it take to be a captain? Well, being a captain is paying attention to everything. And not, not just yourself and your own game, but my buddy here, is he doing okay? Is he got problems off the ice? Is he everything fine with his family and knowing all these little things so you can put your finger on it and help 
before there becomes a bigger problem. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I learned all that stuff from Lanny McDonald, Doug Risebrow, guys like that, that came uh, through the flames and then coaches and managers. So I'm not saying I'm Mark Messier, but you learn these things as you go along. I'm sure you've done the same in your life, um, how you develop your character and who you are. Um, you have a chance to be a different person or a better person every day. I often wonder why people come to me for so much help, but I realize they're saying they know that I know what not to do. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm saying. Don't do what I did. And yeah. they're okay with that. Uh, by the way, Chris from Surrey, BC says, um, thank you. That was great. So he appreciates that. But, you know, you mentioned just a couple of minutes left with Tim Hunter, and then uh, we're going to bring in Alan May. This, you mentioned Risebrow, and when Jamie McCowan was on this show here at Grey Eagle, he's not a big Risebrow fan. There's a, lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of alumni in this town. How do you guys all, like, is Riser around? No, Dougie, Dougie lives in, he's okay. got a place in Banff and, and down in Palm Springs. And uh, no, but, you know, we're good friends as players. Then he became assistant coach and a manager. And Dougie had a job to do, and we all understood that. And some guys liked him. Some, it's just, just like Crispy. Some guys liked him, some guys didn't. Uh, but at the end of the day, if you asked Jamie if he respect, respected Doug Risebrough, he'd say, oh, for sure. He just didn't like him. I thought Dougie was a wonderful guy. He still is today. He's like just super guy, very interesting, a real leader, a very smart man, great hockey guy, just loved the game. And it, always great to be around because he's got that infectious um, kind of grip that you want know, to you listen to and, and follow. Great leader, obviously. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Dougie. <laughs> and funny guy. And always, you know, just like some great stories about Dougie. Like when, when, when he fought Marty McStorley and, and uh, you know, he had his jersey and, you know, and Cliff, you know, came down afterwards. And we thought Riser was okay. We, we knew Dougie was, he's like a pit bull, you know. Once he gets a hold of something, he's not going to let go. So after the game, we go in the dressing room. And Cliff comes in and just rips us a new, you know what? He said, if I ever have a, one of my star players, one of my leaders get in a fight like that, no one stick up for him and gets beaten up so bad and everything. So we're kind of like, oh, boy. And, and we didn't think it was got beat up so bad. Cliff leaves the room and Riser goes, I thought I did pretty good. <laughs> and that's Dougie Rise, bro. How you about know? that? But yeah. you learn, and, and it's just one of those things. You know, he brought a lot. Dougie had more 10 minutes in the last five minutes of a hockey game than anyone I ever saw in hockey because he was going to get the last FU in um, if we were losing. And those 10 minutes always came in a game we were losing by two or three, and there were. You know, we were out of it, so he was going to get the last you-know-what in, and, and he always did. Well, I think, Jamie, well, you know all the stories, but he was very upset that he was traded. But in retrospect, it all worked out, and then he got paid in Toronto, right? So he's just he upset. Yeah. yeah, he went from living here, making three times much money in Toronto, and then winning the Stanley Cup in Detroit. So what a tough life. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Everything happens for a reason. But uh, John in Winnipeg, Tim Hunter is such a well-educated hockey man. Good on you, bro. And I just want to say, as, as I let you go here, you guys with your Flames alumni have such an unbelievably awesome community there and close-knit, and I appreciate you all giving me your, your phone numbers and stuff, and that allowed me to get you hooked up with Cody Snyder. And it's just very it, – it's uh, awesome. It's, it's fun to be in this community. It's fun yeah. to be around, and uh, we're glad you're here because you, you do uh, have us on and help us out. And uh, – 
Yeah, you know, just one big happy family. The, the hockey family and the flame family is very big. I can see that, and it's a good family. Yeah. Yeah. Tim, thanks, man. Enjoy the rodeo. We'll see you down there. You bet. Thanks. Stanley Cup champion uh, Tim Hunter. We'll be back with Alan May, speaking of good guys, from the Washington Capitals TV crew. When we return, you're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Day six at the Calgary Stampede. Oh, man, it's been amazing. Uh, nowhere else we'd rather be. Get your tickets at calgarystampede.com and the full event schedule there as well. It's a very big day in NHL free agency. Very big day for the Toronto Blue Jays. They fired their skipper, Charlie Montoyo, today. Clearly, the team is better than their record indicates, despite a win last night over the Philadelphia Phillies. And they'll close out the two-game set tonight at home against the Phils. Okay. Back into the NHL free agency stuff as we welcome our good friend Alan May, longtime NHL veteran from Washington Capitals Television, NBC Sports, and he is at the lake. Are you in Minnesota, Al? Okay, Clark, what do we got going on there? Do we have connection issues? Do we need to get something going with Alan? Okay, it sounded like he was underwater. So uh, as we go here, you let me know when he's ready to go. And I, you know, that's the one wild thing about what's going on with free agency. Jennifer writes in from the Four Seasons. This is Max Domi went to the Blackhawks. Yeah, well, I think we reported that or talked about that like an hour ago. Um, it's hard to keep into uh, up with all of this. BW and Edmonton. Maybe Tim Hunter can get RP into the chuck wagon for a practice lap. Maybe. We'll talk about that later. We got Alan May now. I think they tell me that we're good to go, Alan. So, yeah, it's much clearer, much better. You always look good, Al. What do you think about what's gone on over the last 24 hours here? Well, I wish all these insiders wouldn't ruin everything, but I I love all the movement, and I love the commitment by teams to keep their players. You look at Edmonton. Evander Kane fit in so well there. I think that's what had to be. And then the guys in Pittsburgh. I just couldn't imagine Malkin playing anywhere. Latang. it happened days ago, but you know, th- those guys getting their deals done, I think it was critically important. And now the rest of the league, you know, you're seeing some very bizarre and weird situations with goaltenders around the National Hockey League. And I find it somewhat baffling what's gone on in Toronto in the last couple of days. Tell me why. What makes you say that? Well, I, well, I just look at Jack Campbell. You know, sometimes you have a guy and, you know, you, you worry about the, the grass is greener. And they never wanted to pay this kid and, and did a very good job there. And, you know, they had some injuries, but you look at Freddie Anderson. He couldn't play there. Look how great he was in Carolina before he got hurt at the, you know, just going into the playoffs. And all of a sudden, Matt Murray's been banged up the last few years. He, he's had positional problems. And, and then you look at Ilya Samsonov from the Washington Capitals, a very inconsistent player. He's given the net practically the last three seasons and continued to let the team down. And so you take those two guys that have been inconsistent and injured at times, and they had a guy in Jack Campbell that I thought did a pretty good job there, and $5 million wasn't too bad to have to pay them from if that's what Edmonton indeed ended up paying uh, Jack Campbell. Okay. 
what I've heard, you talk about insiders, man. You know more than you report. I've heard that Darcy <laughs> Kemper's going to Washington, but I don't think it's been announced yet. What can you tell us about the goalie from Saskatoon who just won a Stanley Cup with Colorado? Well, I will tell you this. His numbers over, you know, the, the time that he's been in the National Hockey League have been reflected one of the, the hardest working goalies, the guy that gets in the most games and puts in the most minutes. And, you know, one thing I do know about the Washington Capitals, and I had to sit on this years ago, I knew that horrible Philip Forsberg trade to Nashville. And I, and I got word of it around 1 p.m. And I sat on set in the arena, freezing my ass off, until about 6.30 or 7 at night when it was official. And the reason it took so long is that the Capitals are very particular. I don't know what happened, when it happened, about getting everything in with the league, getting the stamp of approval on it, making sure contracts are ratified, guaranteed, what have you. And I, I would bet with the Darcy Kemper situation, it sounds to me that he's a Washington Capital. It's just a matter of making sure the ink is dry in all the right places and everything is legal according to the National Hockey League collective bargaining uh, standards. So, if you don't mind, that is your team. How do you feel about the move with Vanacek out to New Jersey? It's like you got a different goalie almost every year since Holpe left. Al, how do you feel about that? Well, one of the things, and I've talked to the team about this many times, that when you have to continually address something, it's a problem. And the young goaltenders, I, I, they're both incredibly talented. Vanacek's very consistent, in my opinion, but he's got a ceiling. Samsonov, very inconsistent, and we've seen him be spectacular at times. And There's really not a ceiling on what he can be, but he hasn't been in shape. Uh, he's been injured at odd times, and I never get onto a player for being injured. But I, I look at, you get rid of that, and you bring in a Stanley Cup champion and a guy that really was the backbone of the Arizona Coyotes for years, and they gave up a first-rounder round to get him in Colorado. And regardless of what people say about how he played in the playoffs, don't forget, he had a, an eye injury maybe once, maybe twice, concussion injuries, maybe vertigo. And you look at that. You've got time to heal. You've got time to get ready. But you have a proven guy that's been a very good goaltender in the National Hockey League. And he has played very well against the Washington Capitals over the course of his career. So it would give me a lot more confidence if I were the team to look back there. And I've said this on your show many times is that when you have confidence in your goaltender, it doesn't matter if it's youth hockey, junior, collegiate, minor leagues, men's league, uh, if you have confidence in your net minder that you can look back there and know that everything's all right, uh, you're going to have a pretty decent chance of winning most games. When you don't have confidence, you're just waiting things for things to go wrong, and so is the goaltender. So I, I think this is a great move when and if, it, if and when it's announced by the Capitals. Uh, but I think it'll be a great move, and that is a matter. It'll be a matter of shoring up the rest of the team with the money that's left, and then finding out what's going on with Nick Backstrom's hip, and you know his nine point two million dollars. Can they use that to sign other players? Clark just telling us, producer Clark, that it's official now. Uh, Darcy Camper is a Washington Capital, which we'd heard for days. Both Matthew Barnaby and Tim Hunter today, Al said you could go from a non-playoff team to a playoff team with the right moves today or this week. So in your mind, who's winning free agency in the NHL? Well, I would have to say some of the moves that I'm seeing right now, New Jersey's a team that I thought was on the cusp a few years ago, and they've been making some intelligent moves. And so I have to believe that they're going to bump someone out of the playoff race. And you look at that, the Detroit Red Wings, the players I'm seeing sign there, and there's supposedly more to come. Uh, all of a sudden, they're one of those teams that was was like knocking on the door of getting in the playoffs this year, and they got injury problems. And 
you know, they, they started to sell off some different assets. Uh, and then you go back up to the Ottawa Senators. Uh, Claude Giroux, incredible, incredible season last year. Phenomenal in the face-off circle. Fit in very well with the Florida Panthers. They, they just couldn't get it done in the playoffs. Of course, they had to go through Tampa. And on the other side of that, you have a leader, a guy that was captain of the Philadelphia Flyers. And I think he's better not being your go-to guy. When he can be part of your support system offense, he's phenomenal on the power play. He can kill penalties. He can do a little bit of everything, but he's a solid citizen. So I'd say right now, I like the moves that are going on with the Ottawa Senators. Uh, I keep hearing that they're going to trade Connor Brown. I love Connor Brown. I don't think they should do it. Uh, but who knows what else they have up their sleeve. And, and they're slowly getting that team. And they're hard to play against. And there is just a matter of adding some veteran presence. So I, I really like what they've done. Uh, and I'm not a big fan of what's going on in Chicago. I'll tell you that. Why? Because it's a fire sale and a rebuild, or why? Why do you say that? I I, I just think I, I'm one of those people that you know it's so expensive to go to a National Hockey League game, and Chicago. I I was I remember being there in I think 2010 or so with one of my sons, and it, it was the first time every single seat in the building had an occupant. The standing room, every single place had an occupant. Every ticket in every suite was occupied. And it was absolutely spectacular. And those prices, it's an expensive venue. So to expect people to go watch what's going to be on the ice there next year, because it's been kind of a disaster the past few seasons, I think it's kind of criminal that they're so obvious in their tank, uh, in their tank job, and then trying to force, everyone says they're trying to force, you know, their longtime captain, Jonathan Taves, and then arguably the best American hockey player ever uh, in Patrick Kane to force them out to get the players to do it. I, I just don't. I just don't like going about it that way. And you know, I, I'm a little bit old-fashioned. I want your players to have a chance to win every single game. And I think this team is going to be in real bad shape. It's going to be a hard sell. And what do you do to the players that are there? What does it do for their careers? Because I know that in a losing environment, and especially a last place, a lot of times it, it's so tough on the players and their attitudes. And attitude, no matter what's happening, the, the attack jobs that'll be happening in social media mainstream media, uh, what the players are going to have to listen to. That's hard to recover and overcome. Well, I'll tell you what, you and I could argue over this, over, over veal cutlets at Fired Up Grill and Estevan for hours. <laughs> I, I'll play the part of Rocky Wirtz in this. Three Stanley Cups in 10 years. What do you want? That's what I would say. But I, I'm, I'm far more interested in the, where you're at, Alan. Just tell me how life is. Lots gone down since I last saw you about a month ago. Well, you know, you know, uh, with with everything that goes on the National Hockey League, I stay pretty busy. Uh, CBS Sports, uh, I, I've been doing a lot for them throughout the playoffs and free agency, and I'll continue to work for them tonight. Uh, with my family on a vacation in Minnesota, unfortunately, this week we lost my dad, so we'll be heading back up to Edmonton for his funeral over the next few days, and uh, you know, have to check in on my mom. But I'll tell you what, uh, you know, it, it, an incredible man, uh, just rose from you know very poor childhood and did an incredible job of raising his kids and being a great dad and you know putting up food in a lot of people's mouths and uh very proud of him and he set a great example for us and my children our condolences on that alan uh and safe travels my best to your crew and thanks for the time man i know you're busy appreciate you thank you take care rod capitals analyst alan may joining us from lake country in minnesota 
We'll be right back with a Taco Time viewer takeover. Whatever you want to talk about, we'll be talking about. With the Moose, right after this, we're live from the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino Stage Bar on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and, of course, podcastable at Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, or Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Yeah, pump up that jam. That's what they're doing here, day six of the Calgary Stampede. Uh, not too far from where we're broadcasting from, Great Eagle Resort and Casino, the stage bars. We bring in the Moose, Darren Moose DuPont uh, from Lake Country. I'm starting to get a little jealous, Moose. You guys are all at the lake. Everybody's <laughs> at the lake but me. <laughs> Have you enjoyed today's show on the NHL free agent coverage? It's been awesome. I love it. You know, and... Such a wild day, but to have the, the, you know, the level of analysts that we've had has been terrific. So, uh, no, I've been enjoying this day thoroughly. Ah, really good job, uh, Producer Clark, pulling it all together and our friends. And thank you specifically to Tim Hunter for coming down here to Gray Eagle. I appreciate it. I, just to, to piggyback on what Alan May just said, he says, uh, Wayne and Victoria writes in and says, I kind of agree to a point with Alan. He's saying it's a shame that with the Blackhawks you're going to trot out onto the ice. But he says next year. But he goes, but as, as Rod said, three cups in 10 years is not bad. I, you've been part of these discussions now with Alan May, right? We would sit, we would fight tooth and nail about this. You can't be good forever. What do you want? That's, I'm on the Blackhawks ownership side on this one. Where are you? Yeah, I mean, oh boy, it's a tough one. Because for a fan base, you want to be proud of your team every year and to be in it and you want to be successful and you want to have a full building. Mm. But you also want to win, right? And you can be really good for a long time, but it's going to be really hard to win championships. You know, you almost have to bottom out to get back on top. We've seen it all the time. I mean, Tampa went through their struggles between 04 and the cup run that they're on. Colorado had some lean years. You know, we know that Chicago was bad the first time before they got, you know, um, Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves. LA, same thing. All these teams that have had, you know, some really great success were all really, really bad first. Well, far be it for me to argue with Alan May. I literally love him personally and professionally, and I know you do too. But do the NHL and NFL operate similarly? I, I think they do. I mean, you and I talk about this all the time. What are NFL teams doing? They, what the LA Rams did. Credit card money. Let's shop, 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 shop till we drop and win, and we'll pay, we'll worry about the bill later. Because that's the name of the game. Or do you just want to be a contender every year? but never win. That's, sports has changed. And I think that's why I guess why it makes for good television because we don't automatically agree with each other on everything. But I'm, I, again, I'm with the Blackhawks because the fans want to win. They don't want to. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm right, but I'm just saying you see that this is what teams are doing now, Darren. Yeah. I mean, if you want to... If you, if you build a really great culture in a really great market and have some influential people around, theoretically, you could challenge for Stanley Cups for a long time. You know, Tampa Bay is doing that right now. They have a really well-respected coach. 
They're in a wonderful market that, you know, players want to be in warm and, you know, in Florida and all of that. And if you can lock up some key players, but you constantly have to really win in free agency, you have to win with high draft picks, uh, you know, late round draft picks. So you really need a lot of things to go your way to make that kind of model work for a long period of time. Well, I, I'll relate it to my own, um, you know, with the Rough Riders. We knew loading up in 2013, we went over the salary cap. We signed every uh, all-star that was available on the market. And we knew there was going to be lean times afterwards. And when I say we, I don't mind saying we, because I was part of those meetings and in those meetings in the back rooms at Taylor Field. And we also knew that it was going to be lean years after that. But that was the gamble that we wanted to play, make. One... And a year and a half later, everybody got fired. <laughs> you know, and I, and I think with Chicago, Stan Bowman and Scotty Bowman and these guys, Joel Quenville even, are never going to set foot in Chicago again. Ever. After this. Yeah. And they won three Stanley Cups. That's just how things have changed. So I guess you can, again, play it safe and uh, have a good team. An above-average team every year and be in the mix and maybe win a Stanley Cup if you get lucky or build an all-star team and go win it. Yeah. Were you waving well, at me really or hard. somebody down in the crowd? Yeah. No, mm-hmm. It's really, really hard to, to you know, keep guys together. Look at Nazem Kadri in Colorado. He played a great role with the Avalanche. He was perfect in his spot. He was a really key piece of them winning the Stanley Cup. But in the regular season, he had 87 points. So Nazem Kadri is going to get paid, if you're talking about Calgary, to replace Johnny Gaudreau. He's going to get paid now to move up, maybe play on your top line, maybe play on your second line. Because he doesn't want to just sit back and play the same role he did in Colorado. So, uh, Kenny Gill watching in Scranton, Pennsylvania says, Rod, is someone keeping track of how you and Darren are doing throughout the year with deal or no deal? Would be interesting to know your records versus the spread. I have it written all right here. Plus, it's in Darren's computer right there. Uh, Moose, we'll see you tomorrow. Enjoy the lake. Great show. Yeah, you betcha. Thanks, everybody. See you tomorrow noon Eastern here on Game Plus TV. Nerds! (laughs) Nerds! Bingo! Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.